I felt like someone was in my ear like, hey, you know you ain't supposed to know that, right? I didn't go to sleep at night, but I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. I thought someone was like, look, now it's time to come home. You you know, you open the door too soon. Mm-hmm. You know too much too early, so now I got to take you. Everybody, AC, we back with Cooling with AC, mm. and uh, my my guest that I have with me today is phenomenal. Um, not only is he a great artist, but a genuine individual as well, and like a brother to me. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother man. Unity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm petty, you yeah. know. People call me many things, but yeah, petty is where I go by. Man, I'm here. True man, pillar of the community. Definitely a true pillar of the community. <laughs> New funny, man. Um, for those that don't know who you are, like, describe you. Like, who is Petty? I'm a vessel. Um, selfless leader. Uh, just, a, um, I don't know. A, I care, you know, about the, the progression of music and my peers and they pass so I don't know so I guess I'm a I don't know a, a member of this village you for know sure. who, who just believes in that yeah you know for sure name uh, name a couple of artists or influences that you had that made you pick up the pen hmm okay um it was all it was always in me to you know rhyme because me and Stan was always just putting parody lyrics to the songs ever since we was kids, so mm-hmm. that's always been in me. Um, Jay-Z, Andre 3000, Eminem, people like that, they inspired me to push my pen and find my own identity. Mm-hmm. But 50 Cent made me want to be a rapper. Like, I was like, he the coolest nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Right. Let right. me out like, the first week. Ain't nobody ever had an introduction or debut bigger than Get Rich or Die Trying. So it's like 50 was the guy, like, you know, Marvin Gaye used to sing to me, had me feeling like Black was thing to be. Yeah. 50 Cent had me feel like rap was like, all right, this is what you need to do. Because he just made it look so cool, you know what I mean? Right. But right. Jay-Z, M3000, they, they inspired me to find my own identity with my peer. That's dope. <clears throat> like, so, like, amongst your family, where are you amongst your siblings as far as, like? I'm the baby. Damn. And how was that, like, growing up? Baby, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was a growing up shit, man. I was a a cute burden. You left right on it. Yeah, it's like my mom, my mom, she she was uh she was working. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all five of us at the crib, you know what I mean? Whenever mm-hmm. mom wasn't there, so oldest to youngest, you know what I'm saying? You each other's responsibility. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no responsibility. <laughs> ain't nobody after me. So all oh, y'all motherfuckers gotta watch out for me, and they ain't want me, you know, around too much. So yeah. shit, yeah. yeah. I gotta step up to the mic. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit. Hey, I, yeah, I had that feeling, man. You know, I be <clears throat> mumbling. Nah, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> dang, that's crazy. So with you and your brother, like doing music, like growing up, did y'all often bounce ideas off of each other, like, and then? Why nah, you, think you guys are so, so we, different. We we didn't bounce ideas off like it too much. Um, I was I was just um, I started out 
producing first and I wanted to like make beats for him and his partners and then in the middle of that I started to brainstorm to my own beats and was like man like, you know what I mean yeah. like I can do this yeah. myself right and shit yeah, that's why I got started in that but me and Stan we ain't never really just bounced like growing up like nah of course back when you know I feel like everybody has that stage where when you rapping you reading your raps off the paper to the next person. You're like, yeah, we all, we went through that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like those the good days that everybody that rap like you wish you can get back. Right. Because you can't impress your partner. You can't right. though. Man, that's they crazy. know it. That's right though. It's like you don't impress me a million times. I can I can rap you the hardest shit. At that point, you be like, all right, what you gonna do with it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you don't impress me enough. It's like side note. But yeah, we that's pretty much how we did rap about you know rap raps to each other. But as far as like bouncing ideas, nah, I mean he is on machine. That's a fact. I mean both of y'all are great. Shout uh, out my mama, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out, Big Stanley, Stanley. Big Stan pushed us in. Pat, <laughs> Pat pushed us out. <laughs> Straight, <know>? up. <laughs> Straight up, man. He is on. He is on. I was about to say, like, how, like, so while you were progressing, how did you identify your audience? Man, honestly, man, just they chose me, really. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. um, especially because I don't really got videos out yet. So, most of my fan bases came through like genuine interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, if I never would have responded to the people that had been rocking with me for years, yeah, who knows? But it's just been through genuine interaction. It wasn't being like, oh, that's just dope. Let me join his story. Yeah. It was more so just, you know, interaction. Like, you caught wind to it and. I ain't too big to say thank you, or you know what I mean, or interact with. Just like I send people music, you know, privately. Like I got fans that you know pull up on me. We, you know what I mean. So it's just been through real interaction. Yeah, I've always noticed. Like, like I always mention when I first met you, you've embraced me since day one. You know what I mean? Like, cause you you the guy. Cause you the guy, (laughs) bro. He the guy. Man, nah, man. This, man, dude, <laughs> this guy, man, is so genuine. Like, I feel like he's one of those people that, like, from day one, I felt like I knew you forever. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's like, like somewhere within the spiritual realm we've met before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like up to that point. Cause it was just, it was just real off jump, man. It was just real off jump. You know what I mean? And I ain't one of those people, man. Well. No new friends. It's like, no, more new friends, please. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro. Like, you know, that's that's where I'm at with it. But if it's genuine, it's genuine. If it's not, then contrast going to show what's up. So it's like it's easy to accept you. You know what I mean? I feel like I speak for many people, you know, who you rock with when they first met you. It's easy to accept you because it's like the contrast is real. Like somebody can be in your life that ain't really solid. Mm-hmm. You could known them for years, and then somebody you know for a couple months, and they just show you nothing but the truth. So it's like, eh. not that it puts a a wedge in between prior relationships with people, but it kind of make it, it puts it on notice. It's like, ah, this ain't that. Right. Yeah. Likewise, brother, man. Likewise, I feel yes, like. Yes, sir. Yes, like, sir. I like. I feel like I've learned a lot from you within the, the past few years. You know what I mean? And, same, uh, man. Same. And and I'm so grateful. For that, like for your presence, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Likewise, dog, brother, you have, man. You have so many projects out. Which one is your favorite? For a while, it was the Christmas album. Um, 
when then we worked on the Halloween album. I was like, all right, man, we we got to top the Christmas album. Got the dream team back together. Uh, minus one. And I feel like the Halloween album, to me, mm-hmm. you know, top the Christmas album. And then that was my favorite album for like a couple weeks. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when we dropped Bub, I was like, I had the same mentality. I said, all right, this one has to be better than the Christmas album to me. So I was like, so for me, I feel like Bubba topped the Halloween and the Christmas album, but the Christmas album still hits. It does. It, it's it still does. like, like I feel like though both of those holiday they surpassed it. Yeah, but uh, it's it's kind of hard to say it's not my favorite. So it's a toss up between that one and Bubba. Yeah, Bubba's album yeah. from listening. Bubba's my granddad just because of the soul that's in it. Um, that's that's my type of mm-hmm. vibe anyway. Uh, and then Hollow but Halloween is such a beautifully crafted project though. Like mm-hmm. the effort to do the skits along with writing <laughs> material that all coincides with a story yeah. and then yeah. you don't get the whole gist of the story unless you listen to it twice over. Yeah. You gotta listen to it multiple times yeah. to be able to get it. So I think it's dope that it's like one continuous story. Amongst one album, which is that's pretty dope. See, man, man, you keep talking about it. I'm going to have to go back and say, look, uh, sorry, granddad, I love you. <laughs> Rest in peace, but this is Halloween now. <laughs> yeah, man, that Halloween album. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like that album, man. You you almost was one of the uh, voices on there to, to play a character, man. See, now I find out. You know what I'm saying? But you would have got, you got killed. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so my homie Evan, shout out to Evan, man. He 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 played that role, man. We had we had to offer him. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Evan, yeah. man. Uh, definitely, man. That's my guy. Name up your favorite artist in Nashville. Favorite hip hop artist in Nashville. Favorite artist in Nashville. Mm. Okay, favorite. Favorite is, is a lot easier than top. You know, favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah just favorite. Of course, you in the mix. Slab in the mix. Quiz in the mix. Marquez, Cantrell, yes, um, Chuck Indigo's in the mix, Sofa Brown's in the mix. Um, if I say myself, it's going to come out biased. If I say Stan, it's going to come out biased, but fuck y'all. <laughs> Me and Stan, you know. Uh, yeah, man. It's, you know, it's a lot of other people. I feel like if I keep going, you know, it'll be like, why you didn't say me? It's like, yeah. So it, it's, it's easier for everybody to not be included in one person <laughs> but I can only keep it going so much now as far as like your technique and like mm-hmm. how you rap bro like and the way you incorporate multi-syllable rhymes but it doesn't sound like you're rapping it's more conversational mm-hmm. how did you manage to get to that point in lyrical mm-hmm. prowess because I've listened to rap all my life literally like my dad from New York I was introduced to Rock. Shout out to Pops, man. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Pops. Rock him, Jigga, like a lot of the greats. But when I hear you rap, and on top of us being Southern, because you know, whenever you hear a Southern lyricist, right, and the people it go over your talking, head. Exactly. Because we talk slick. Exactly, and the way you put it together is absolute perfection, in my opinion. Like I feel like nobody Thanks, can brother. rap you. Like, I agree. Nobody. Like, when I say you, unity, people can, and I will be on the front line. I'm literally on the front line telling people, 
Like mm-hmm. nobody can out rap Petty. I will put I will put my money on Petty any day. Two to one. Anybody. <laughs> Straight up. Like I tell people that, and 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 people gonna look yeah. at me crazy because it's like he's not. They gotta look at me crazy too. It's alright. But, you know, exactly, but, hey, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, it's like, how did you Mm. you get to that point as far as being able to literally rhyme damn near paragraphs together? Man, 10,000 hours don't make sense until you looking back at 10,000 hours in retrospect. Mm. And then he's like, oh, that's what the fuck that meant. It's like a song you can hear that's, I could be rhyming eight syllables with eight syllables, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no way I could get to this point if this song was my last song. I had to make everything in between. It's mm-hmm. like, it all, it all was necessary. So it's like, just by doing, um, you do so much that you start to have um, a variety of your own music. So mm-hmm. now you're providing contrast to your, to your own shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But by doing that, you just keep working, keep working, then you take a step back and then you realize, oh shit, I've developed a style in this way or a style in that way that you can only capture when you look back after doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you 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 get successful at, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Recognizing mm-hmm. what you've done in the past and then fine tuning it. Right, right. Yeah, so it's like you do that so much that you kind of get lost in route and you become mm-hmm. what you practice. Mm. But and you can only see that when you've done in so much work to where you can look back and be like, oh, this is what I've done. I've done something that I could critique or adjust myself. And then that just changes the way you look at what you can look back on moving forward. So it's like now I move forward with a retrospect mentality mm. on something that it ain't even in the past. So when niggas be like, I reminisce about the future, that's what that line mean. It's like I'm... I'm already there and I've already accepted things that ain't there as far as like being creative goes and, and working on your music or trying to push certain limits. Because as artists, we 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 pressure ourselves in trying to do something new. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like you're trying to think of a new thought. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can think of something new, you already had the reference there to bring it to the front. So the only way you're going to learn something is if you you just stop thinking and just do. And then think about what you've done. Mm. Apply that to moving forward. And it's like, now I can look back at the same time of moving forward. And it almost, it makes you more present, if that makes any sense. Like, a motherfucker can be here, but it's like, nah, I'm aware of things that haven't happened yet. Things that, you know, have happened and things that I'm about to do. It's like, they're all in the same. When it comes to that point, because you realize what you've proven to be possible to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I believe that also shows that time isn't linear, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not linear. Although our social construct shows that, you know, it has to be like this and like this like that. And that's yeah. just, in reality, that's not what it is. We've talked before and we've shared that that your future self is just waiting for you to meet it there, right? Absolutely. Like it's there. It's Absolutely. here. It's hard, man. You already here. You're here. Wherever you right. gotta go, you are here already, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and that's and that makes me look at it like, oh, well, all I gotta do is just do. Just that do, man. Thing. You know what I mean? Just so. do. Just trust yourself. But trusting is the it's the it's the easiest, hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? It's very easy to do, but it's the hardest amongst easy things. You know what I'm saying? Just, but it's like exhaling. You know, you gotta blow it all out and trust your lungs to inhale. Right. You do it every day. Like you give yourself a ongoing demonstration every day of what you need to reference to do what you gotta do. Sure. As far as trusting, but we get so comfortable in the norm of yeah, I know I can breathe, but you don't realize that oh, I'm I'm breathing nonstop. I've never stopped unless. You, it, you know what I'm saying? You had to get brought back on some yeah. accident type shit. For sure. But yeah, you trust more than you know just in your day to day routine, just in breathing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You trusting yourself to continue after you push it all out. You know what I mean? For sure. You got to apply that to yourself and what you do, you know, in real time, in real life. And that, it, 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 it brings some sense of accountability to your intentions before you even, you know? Mm -hmm. So so now all your music, you've already accepted that. Because as artists, sometimes we look at something for approval, whether it's outside or we want to approve ourselves or impress ourselves. And it's like that, it's going to get in your way every time because you'll never impress yourself off something you expect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can't expect something you're thinking about. You just got to do. If you do, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know I was going to do that. And that'd be the shit you're impressed by, all because you trust what you're doing, not necessarily like, eh, this ain't good enough, let me not do it. Mm -hmm. It's now, now you're erasing the idea that ain't even on a board. Put it on the board first, see what it look like. If you don't like how it looks like once on board, all right, then I can erase it. Mm -hmm. On the board, that's what I mean by doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if you have a song idea, record that shit. Like, you ain't losing nothing by recording it. You don't have to put it out. But by doing so much, to go back to what I was saying, you provide your own contrast to your own shit. Mm -hmm. And then you can recognize exactly what you're doing in difference to fine-tune this, fine-tune that style, fine-tune that style. Then you become what you practice. Don't stress yourself. Big goat. Don't stress yourself. Don't stress yourself. Trying to impress yourself, big league, because you're yeah. gonna do it every time. Yeah. That's what writer's block is, man. Everybody out there, if you experience writer's block, it's because we often try to impress ourselves. You can be writing something and be like, nah, just because it ain't the shit to you, don't mean somebody need to hear it. So, I, I don't, I don't pressure myself to make somebody say wow or ooh. I say something simple, it's like my stomach hurt. Cause it's gonna hit four different people different because I can vaguely tell my truth and that'll specifically tell yours. So if I say my stomach hurt, her stomach hurt could be hurting cause she could be pregnant or someone could be cramping. Somebody could be hungry. Somebody could have gotten an accident where they got a big scar on this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if I get specific as to why my stomach hurt, it won't make sense to none of y'all. Mm. But lines like that, they hit harder than the dopest line I can say to make you lose your shit. I'm like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. But since I understand it, I don't put pressure on me to make you say, oh shit. You don't want to say, oh shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You, as as people, as, you know, the two things I've learned about people. One, we all going through something that we want somebody to know. Two, we don't want to talk about it. So as an artist, I want you to know, I know but I'll never press you into telling me. So I specifically tell you by vaguely telling mine. And me understanding that science of how, you know, communication works without even having to say anything. Mm -hmm. 
why would I try to impress myself? Word. You know what I mean? Word. I, I <laughs> feel like, like that trumps it. That trumps it all. Because it, it ruins that, and mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 what your responsibility is as as a. I want to say an artist, as someone who contributes anything. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like there's people out there who seek refuge in so much, and you don't. You might not even know it, right? Mm. But if you make it specifically about yourself, it's, it'll never be about anybody. Like, in however many ways you want to break it down. So how can it be about anybody when you're writing from a place of trying to impress yourself? Even if you do succeed in that, mm-hmm. it's going to impress them. Right. You might be the best rapper in your head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can go say, I can brag on my skills, whatever, whatever, but I didn't brag first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other people said that. Right, right. So, yeah, right. so but, but trying to impress yourself, you might succeed in that. But mm-hmm. then you'll just... Become what you practice. And now I'm at a point where I'm only satisfying myself. I'm only fulfilling myself musically. Mm-hmm. But you also create to gain or to turn this into a potential means of living, right? Mm-hmm. You'll never mm-hmm. get that way if it's always about that. So, you know, you got to trust. Word. It all goes back to trusting, man, and not trying to impress yourself because you, you, you'll never impress yourself by something you expect. But if I just do it for other people, I might be surprised how you like it. And that might impress me more than how much I like it. Right. You know what I mean? Have you ever, have, like, you know, have you ever written a song and you, you know, you created it? I've written a lot of songs. And, do cry, do cry, do cry. And somebody came back to you and deciphered your line for you, like, this, deciphered it. In their perspective, and I'm like, damn, I completely didn't think different. Of it that way. Completely and different. And it's like, that's dope. <laughs> but that, that's that's, that's yet another proof of possibility. Yeah. So you apply that when you do write. Right. So I say I vaguely tell my truth to specifically tell yours because that's happened. Yeah. Right. 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 And that was the proof of possibility to let me know what I'm doing, so mm-hmm. I can, you know, what I mean, reference what I've done and fine tune it moving forward. Because mm. I wouldn't have known what I'm telling you now had I thought about it. Because you can't think of a new thought. Right. right? So people come to me and say, hey, man, when you said this line, it man, it was hard because this shit was blah, 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 blah. And in my mind, I'm like, I ain't even writing like that. Mm. But if you took it like that, it comes from my pen. Mm-hmm. So I got to be aware of a way somebody may take it or whatever, mm. not to overthink it, mm. but because you can't overthink it, not but to, to redirect that knowledge of that element, right? Mm-hmm. That somebody's going to take it a different way. Just write vague. Mm-hmm. Now, I purposely want you to take it another way. So when you be like, man, I took it this way, took it that way. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Right. You know what right. I mean? And, and sometimes yeah. you might listen to songs before you put them out because they're so vague mm. that they start to hit you different. Mm. So if it hits me different before I even push the button, you goddamn right I meant to say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, man. Give me Come my on, other man. metaphor. Come on, man. If you it's a double that. entendre, a triple entendre, it's like I could have wrote it this, but if it turns into that, yeah. thank you for, you know, being that to turn into it. Word. It's, it's, it's an interaction, man. All right, so um, <laughs> so with all the, you know, with the pandemic and the protesting going on, it's completely obvious around the world people are becoming more aware um we've shared a conversation about like the end of the world and and with the end of the world being world peace can you elaborate mm-hmm. on 
that thought. Yeah. I feel that the end of the world as we know it is peace. Peace is the end to everything else that we know. You rest in peace, your life's over. You at peace with something, whatever you were battling with, it's over. When you make peace with somebody you're feuding with, the feud is over. When you make peace, the war is over. Peace is the end of everything, ultimately. Also, it's the start of something else, but before it's the start of something, it's the end of something. And you know how we all feel like we got angels talking to us from the other side, sending us signs, right? Or an artist living could record some music. When they die, you listen to the music. After they die, it almost sounds like they're telling you something from the other side. Mm -hmm. So on what's going on, Marvin Gaye said, war is not the answer, right? Mm -hmm. I think answers are the cap to all possibility. Because once you know the answer, it can't be nothing else because this is what it is, right? So an answer, if it's like a key, you know, answer equals the end. Mm -hmm. And when people pass, they, they pass on information from the other side. And I, this is theory, mm -hmm. I feel like everybody who's died, no one's ever been in heaven yet. And I think it's, it's an all or nothing thing. We're either all going to get in heaven together or I'm going to keep sending souls back on earth to figure it out. And you got people who haven't been here. I mean, who are we on the other side? They're trying to send us messages to get it right so we all can go to heaven together. Mm -hmm. That's why somebody's like, no, nah, man, this ain't the way, this ain't the way. So imagine if you die, you go, like, all right, I'm going to go to heaven. And God be like, no, no, hold on, hold on. We're going to wait until everybody get it right down there. Then we can all come in together. And it's like, what? It's like, no, nah, yeah, yeah. So then they're trying to give us the secrets from the side, from the other side. Mm -hmm. So Marvin Gaye said, war is not the answer. So the answer, war is not the end. So for me, it's like, oh, if war is not the end, what's the opposite of war? Peace. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, the end of the world is peace, man. And it's crazy. When we march, when we protest, we say, no justice, no peace. Are, you, are we saying it or are we affirming that? Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know if we ever, I've never heard a hot take on that. Is this an affirmation? Are you manifesting no justice and no peace? Mm -hmm. That's what keeps us here. You know what I mean? But, you know, I think peace is the end of the world. I don't think uh, I don't think humans are strong enough or capable to end something we didn't start. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, my and what I mean by peace is we stop dying one by one. You can have a large amount of killings in a city or a state in a yearly rate. Like, that's a lot. But compared to the world, that number is very small. Because we're all just cells, almost like a cell on your body. Mm -hmm. You don't have a funeral for a dead skin cell, do you? You scrape that motherfucker off. Mm -hmm. That's how the universe feels about us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we achieve peace to where we stop dying one by one or killing each other one by one or, like, cures for something or treatments for all, everything that's being held from us, like mm -hmm. solid information that could progress us, whole humanity, right? Mm -hmm. If all that isn't, you know, it's revealed to us and shared with us so well we can apply it and be better, we'll grow old and live long lives. And then we'll just die off in waves mm -hmm. of generations because we'll eventually overpopulate this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we did that 100, 200 years tops, mm. we'll overpopulate this motherfucker and then start dying off in waves. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, man, my granddad lived to be 120. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Opposed to somebody maybe making it to one-on-one. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. when he was 20, he applied something different that led him to get to 120. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we all, it'll be a new standard. If we could have peace, we grow old and die off in waves, man. And just like the song say, we'll walk right up to the sun hand in hand. Yep. That lyric ain't a coincidence. So so imagine, you know, when that time comes and we hearing that from the other side, mm-hmm. it's gonna hit you different. Yep. Just like war is not the end of his his different when we at war with ourselves or war with each other and Marvin ain't on earth right now, but he's saying war is not the answer. So what is? People say peace. But what is the answer? The end. Mm. And that's what peace is. Yeah. Unity! No, <laughs> <laughs> No, I definitely want to get that in there. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the I big want. gym. That was it. That's all well, I want. Like, on God, man, I was coming down from acid one night, man. And I was I was just elaborating. I was talking to my homie. She was like, man, I don't got the answers. And I was telling I said, man, sometimes we ain't supposed to have the answers. supposed to just think about everything. So that's when I was saying, like, the answer to the end of our possibility. And then it hit me. But when I told her, I said, man, the end of the world is peace. We both looked at each other. Eyes got big. And we both our eyes started tearing up. Like, every hair in my body, even though hair on my toes, nigga, stood up. And it felt like something was like, so it felt like something was in my ear. Like, hey, you know you ain't supposed to know that, right? I didn't go to sleep at night, bro. I thought I was going to die. I thought someone was like, look, now it's time to come home. You you know, you open the door too soon. Mm-hmm. You know too much too early, so now I got to take you. Mm-hmm. So fuck the music. Music just a a a, a, a tool to get there. Mm-hmm. At that moment, I accepted my purpose is to, you know, get it out as much as I can. Just the idea. Mm-hmm. The end of the world can be peace, man. So it's like, if you want to get in heaven, you ready to die for it? Are you ready to live long enough come to on, die for it? Come on now. You're right. It's, it's yeah. different, man. You can't fight for peace. That's crazy. You know what I mean? That's yeah, war. That's that's you can't fight. You fight for peace. That's keeping the world that's spinning. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a fact. But I don't know. I'm, about to say, history I'm just a vessel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your friendly neighbor of Spider-Man. You're proving bro. Thanks. Yeah. The wars kept us going. We ain't we never had peace. In fact. All the time we had peace... Is before we start crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're in the when you're in the when you're in the womb, that's the only peace you have. Mm-hmm. Why you think it's so peaceful when you lay on a woman's stomach? It's familiar. Exactly. It's familiar. I, 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 <laughs> familiar was the, the next yeah. word I was gonna say. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. men, men, men snooze hard <laughs> when they land right here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's over with. Y'all don't have a fupa, I assume. But you know the area where other women have fupas, right? That spot. Man, lay the head right there. He going to sleep like a no, puppy. I've been there. I've been there before. Well, got you here, get you there. Well, got you here. Damn, we didn't say that on live. That's got to be the name of it. Got you here, get you there. Oh, we still going? Oh, shoot. My nigga, yeah. Well, got you here. Look, hold on. Well, got you here, going to get you there. Well, got you here, going to get you there. Can I elaborate on that real quick? What you Can I elaborate on that? Go ahead. All right, look. Yeah, but got you here going to get you. This is what that means, right? right? Elaborate. Right. My Proof of possibility can change the way any of us approach anything, good or bad. Say I'm playing an old Mario game, 
right? The eighth level. You see somebody flying through that motherfucker. You be like, damn, this nigga good as hell. He he jumping over the mushroom head nigga, the shell nigga, the nigga throwing the hammers at his back. You got the nigga throwing shit out the cloud. You got the big ass bullet nigga coming back. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he flying through that motherfucker. You never played Mario in your life. You be like, man, that's dope. So when you go back and play the game, you try to, you try to do because you know it's possible. That proof mm -hmm. of possibility changes your approach, uh -huh. right? Right. Throwing the joystick down, smacking the TV, getting mad. Right. Not because you're losing, because you know you can beat it. Because you saw it done. Right. Right? Facts. <laughs> but that first level Mario, it's only, it's only two adversities you have to go over. The mushroom head nigga mm -hmm. and the little dude in the shell, the little turtle nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. right. At the end, he may or may not jump, the little turtle dude. But uh -huh. it's just simple shit. I either got to jump on your head or jump over you. Boom. Next level. They add one small difference, just in the very next level. That's how life is. I, I've mastered this level. So the next level is something I already know. You feel me? Uh -huh. You're just applying what I've already mastered at an amplified level. You're just adding one more thing. But when you add that one more thing, that's my new normal. Everything that I was going against in the first level, I've mastered it. And that's normal. I'm used to overcoming that. Although I still have to overcome that. It's a part of my normal now, so it don't it don't affect me no more. Uh -huh. But the new adversity does. But when you master that, you go to the next level, and so on and so on and so on, until eventually you get to that last level where you could master nine out of ten things. But that tenth thing going to be something else that you got to fix, and it might make you want to crash and be like, fuck, what do I do? It's the same lesson that you've mastered from day one. You know what I mean? What got you here, gonna get you there. Just It's just one more thing that you already know that's testing your emotions to forget that. Mm. But if you remember, it's like, oh, I done matched this shit. This is just one more thing to look after. Mm -hmm. But somebody that doesn't see that, they think you're looking after 10 things. Like, no, mm -hmm. nine is my new norm. I mastered that. This 10th mm -hmm. thing is that. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. there's someone who sees somebody getting there and you be like, man, I want to get there. It can stress you the fuck out because it's possible. Uh -huh. You ain't stressed because you can't get there. You're stressed because you know you can. You feel me? But they didn't get to that 10 overnight. One, two, three. What got you here going to get you there? Straight up. That's what that means. Um, I have a couple of like, quick fire questions for you. <sighs> Let's go. Ready? Mm-hmm. You have an album to create one producer, another rapper, and an R&B or soul artist. Who would they be? That's, that's question number one. A producer, mm -hmm. a rapper. Mm -hmm. This is a dream album. And a singer? Mm -hmm. hmm. Producer, Lil John. Okay. <laughs> Let's okay. switch it up. Let's make okay. it fun. Okay. I freestyle. That's a, that's a first, by the way. Go yeah, Lil John. That's a first. A rapper. I'm gonna go singer. I'm gonna go singer. I'm gonna go singer. Okay. Lil John. Badu. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a crazy man. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. I love it. And it's gonna work. Lil John, absolutely. You know it's gonna work. You know it's gonna work. Cause I'm, I'm gonna be the bridge to make it work. Shit. <laughs> You get him right. Yeah, I'll be that gray area. Shit. Right. Lil John, uh, Erica Badu, a rapper. Dang. 
think of a rapper, a rapper, a rapper. I, I want to think of somebody nobody would, would expect. Freddie Gibbs. That'd be awesome. Me, no, Freddie Gibbs, Lil Jon, and Badu. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. That'll be tight. And I didn't even think of Freddie. It's just something just, it just popped up. Bow. Freddie Gibbs. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going back on it. That Me, Freddie Gibbs, Lil Jon, and Badu will make John, something stupid. Lil Jon is the first on this podcast. What? Second, yeah. What? First. Oh, everybody else say. What? Everybody else say, <laughs> Timlin, Kanye, mm. um, or like, Tay Keith or somebody like that. Nah, man, if I, like, I've always, when it's come to like producers that like, not people that I know personally and want to yeah. work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always said Lil John. Yeah. I've always, like, I really said it'd be tight to have Lil John and Big Crit. Mm-hmm. Produce the same album Cause that's Oh you give me All the right Southern elements <laughs> Man Give me Give me Give me this substance and, and give me this Just Raw feeling Put them in the mix And let me Throw some words On top of it Yeah One last question mm. If you can name Your Subgenre For your music What would The name of the Subgenre be Inspirational Inspirational. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Christian rappers or gospel rappers, right? Mm-hmm. That if you slap Christian rap or gospel rap on, a lot of people won't press play. Yeah, but if you listen to the music, it's inspirational songs. Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot of songs I can group together, put an album out. It's a gospel album. Yeah, you know because of the message, but it's an inspirational album. You know what I mean? Thanks. But the only reason I say inspiration is because Gospel would have been the other one. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it make sense, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, we get to the end. Country I'm gospel. That's what it is. Country or oh, blues rap. I think, no. That's blues rap. That's exactly what it is. That's definitely what it is. Blues rap. It's blues like rap. Run it. Well, uh, shout out to Chuck Indigo, man. He he said that. Shout out to he Chuck said, Indigo, He said blues bro. rap. And then I was like, that makes all the sense. It does. Blues rap. So I take it back. Blues rap. Inspirational blues rap. <laughs> you know, all blues don't inspire you to do shit. Some blues just make you want to be like, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> On the back porch drinking. <laughs> man, like when I listen to, to your shit, bro, it'd be, I definitely just think like, wow, why didn't I like, think of this like before? I'm like, damn, this dude is amazing. But unfortunately, we're coming to the end of our podcast. Oh, so man. I got to come with back. With that being said, yes, you do. Yeah. Um, with that being said, go ahead and share like your social media platform and where they can find your music. And, All right. And let them know what else is new coming up. Okay. You can find me um, at Petty615 on Twitter and IG. Um, my music is on my website, PettySeason.com. Got an EP coming out July 1st. It's called Hold the Applause. Um What's different with this EP is uh, I posted to the fans. I said, you know, submit any song, track, title, be creative. Mm-hmm. And I chose my 10 favorite. And from those, I let people vote. I said the the five with the most votes would be the track list. And the one with the most votes out of those five would be the title track. And from there, that's when I started writing after I got the name. So the names is what, you know, picked the theme of the album. I hit up the producers. It was three of them. Uh, I hit them up. 
or hit up four, you know. One one was like, man, I don't know if I can get it right now. And I respect him for it. <laughs> <laughs> my nigga. <laughs> He's like, oh no, I got but look. But they they sent me they sent me some beats and I I literally checked my email within like the same two hours and all five beats was sent then. So it's like all this was divine. And I I challenged myself to make it in a week. So yeah, hold the applause EP. I'm dropping it July first. Um Five songs, the people curated it pretty much. Mm. And uh, a shout out, um, shout out my guy Marquez Cantrell. He got an EP yes, out called Nine. Yes, sir. You should check that out. It's yes, very relevant. Um, it sounds like everything you need to hear. Growing up black in Nashville, like, this the album. It's called Nine, just the number nine. It's an old Steve McNair. And the older Steve McNair is a parallel, you know, because he said in, in one of his uh, songs, like, it's a black quarterback in my city. You know, there's not many black quarterbacks in the NFL, so I got one in my city that's, you know, putting this country-ass town on his shoulders every Sunday. And that's, that's our fight. You know what I mean? Facts. So that album speaks to, you know, and I've been I've been shouting out Quiz on every podcast I've been doing. I'm gonna shout them out on every one of them. You know what I'm saying? At the end of every one of them, I'm shouting out Quiz, man. Make sure y'all go check out Nine by Marquez Cantrell, man. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is the end. I wish I could talk more, but this is cooling with AC with Petty. Yeah. I get it, child, man. My brother, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah.